It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping over to moving. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and it is another Fresno edition, long anticipated. We had a awesome response from our first Fresno episode with T Davis and BDAG. Um, it ranked in our top 10 episodes ever really quickly. Um, and it's moving up the charts faster and faster. So really appreciate the fellas putting that on. Uh, excellent job. And we're getting some great feedback. So thank you very much about that. If you do come across this podcast and want to know what we are talking about here for the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour, and you want to know what is Upland, we do have Block Unchained to let you know what to expect if you do find playupland.me or you find it in the Google or Apple uh, Play stores. Hey, everybody. Uh, the definition of Upland that I present always depends on who I'm talking to and what they know. But the most grand claim I like to make about what Upland really is about is Upland is an early stage cross-platform metaverse that is on a path to becoming the largest and most dynamic economy of NFTs in the world. And there you go from Block Unchained. Thank you very much. But man, that, that's a bold claim because if you haven't been following NBA Top Shot, that thing is on fire. They're doing millions of dollars of secondary market sales a day ridiculous those are some awesome nfts so if you haven't checked out nba top shop get in why it's hot they're still beta testing and there's a lot of hiccups but uh yeah a lot of people have been doing very well also i uh, got to give you the disclaimer the views information or opinions expressed presented and discussed on this podcast are solely those of myself t davis BDAG, thank me later, and any other guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent those of Upland Me Inc. And uh, if in any way, shape, or form your feelings have been offended or hurt, that is not the intention of any host of this podcast. And we do apologize ahead of time. It is uh, PG 13 potty humor from a bunch of grown, grown men. But speaking of that, we do have a lot going on. Uh, we are still working out um, the, I guess you want to say the production side of it, of recording it and getting everything together, put together and uh, sent out. But this episode, once again, the fellas, they have a lot for us. Um, the, we did have the uh, NFT about don't say Fres no, say Fres yes, uh, named after our last episode. Uh, they're going to talk about uh, how it was created and can you still get your hands on one of those NFTs out there on Wax? Um, they're going to talk about uh, Fresno overall, where we're standing with the numbers. Everybody loves the numbers. And they have a challenge going on and they have a, a scouting report to talk about. So I'm very interested to get into this episode and see what T Davis and uh, BDAG have put together. So with no further ado, 
we'll go ahead and uh, bring on uh, the fellas to talk about what's going on in Fresno. And yeah, I did shortchange that, but uh, please do give us the feedback because uh, we, we really like to develop the show around what you're looking for. So with no further ado, here is T. Davis and BDAG. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Too Stupid, and welcome listeners to the Upix podcast with T. Davis and BDAG. Uh, we had a wild first week. How you doing, BDAG? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, T. Davis? Great, man. Great. What a what a phenomenal f- first week we had with this podcast uh, premiered after the long-awaited episode that we were going to feature Fresno with, and uh, how do you think things went for us? Uh, man, it went really well. We got a, I got a lot of uh, congratulations and props, both in the public and in private DMs. I think people really appreciated our first episode. Yeah, I would have to say it was an overall success. So thank you so much to all of our listeners who reached out with uh, praise and constructive feedback on things we could Absolutely. do better. We really appreciate it. Um, the first episode numbers um, so far, it is the most listened to episode. So thank you again for that. Um, and in this last week, we teamed up with Uplando slash KCBC, Justin Whelan, who is a graphic designer that came highly recommended by Uplando um, and Recurrier, who is the wax NFT guru of Upland to release um, a commemorative NFT for the don't say Fresno, say Fres yes episode. I love that campaign. That's that, a great idea. Yeah, it was, uh, it was all Uplando really. He proposed the idea that we, um, make an NFT to commemorate it. And we would take the sales from that NFT and pour it back into the community and, uh, via Upix gifts to our new players, which is something that I, uh, have been always really fond of doing it. You know, it was done for me as a new player and it just, you know, it, it's just a good practice to be generous and giving with the community at such an early stage in this. Yeah, uh, right. That's, that's how you got data. that uh, community engagement badge pretty early on. Yep. You, were, you just came right in and you were big on community. Yeah, man. And so the NFT has, uh, we, we sold out completely. There were five rarities, uh, common, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary. The legendary sold out near immediately. The epics followed shortly behind it, and there are still quite a bit left. So if you missed out, there are still a little under 300 of various rarities. Um, Rare, there's only about half left, 24, and then um, the uncommon and common, there's about 270 and 200, respectively. That's pretty cool. So how much of that have you been able to pour back, or rather, how much have you... Have we received off those to pour back? In well, so it was roughly around $50, 50 to $60 in wax. And just today nice. I re, so I've been doing um, the trivia questions when I've been right. doing the research for the data. Uh, and with that, I've been giving out five K UPEX prizes to the winners. Nice. Um, and just, you know, randomly, like today, for example, there was uh, a new player in the in the general channel and uh, he was just I, I can you know, I can tell 
or at least I think I can tell when a new player comes in with just the right attitude and the right level of excitement. And then what I'll usually do is, you know, ask them for their in-game username, pull up their portfolio, and then make a 5K Opix offer, which I did for this player. And it was a funny, I have a little, little story to add to this. So when... I bought that property, you know, I'm only buying it to transfer the optics because there's no way to do that in game. Yeah, right. You and don't it, want to do that many visits, especially not on a Fresno property. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just, I put in the offer for 5k, he accepted it. Well, I, I don't need the property. And so I just immediately relisted it for sale for mint and uh, green turtle shout out to green turtle for, for checking up with me to make sure that a, it wasn't a, a miss list because i had listed it for sale for mint and just yeah. to double check that it wasn't something else that i was intending to do like help out a new player by listing right, it right so i told him to just nice. go ahead and, and he snagged snagged that up quick cool hashtag community thanks green turtle yeah man so we have the detente coming up this week but right what happened earlier in the week yeah well they went to start this detente uh in fresno which was great coming off the heels of the spud wars in san francisco and i guess a little backstory to it is uh these spud wars were an opportunity to sandbox test the spark mechanic coming up which is going to be how buildings are built on individual properties so spud is sort of the uh, potato version of that and uh, we've been doing a couple of practice rounds. We had Spud Wars and uh, Panhandle was a winner of that. Now we're doing something called detente. And detente is a French word that means relaxation or to take a break. And in the middle of these wars, that's what we're doing. So in the Spud Wars, the idea was to build buildings on your properties, team up as a neighborhood. But then you might have another neighborhood that uh, slides in with a couple of properties they own to build cell towers. And those cell towers would have a diminishing effect on the points of your neighborhood. So this detente takes a little different approach to that. And instead of building the cell towers to destroy another neighborhood score, first of all, detente is every man for himself. But second of all, it's really people helping people because instead of the cell towers, now we're putting up llama statues. Right, right. Yeah. Boost the neighboring properties, give, give anything next to them a double score. Yeah. Which that's is pretty great. cool. Yeah, it and is. Even though it's, it's every man for himself, you're not going to get very far on your own. So you really do need to team up with other people to be able to build enough in time. And I'm looking at one of the llama statues right now. They I feel like they did a pretty good job with it. What do you think of the of the 3D rendering on the statue? I mean, it's not some you know, it's not eye popping like oh my goodness, but uh... but no, you're right. They look they look nice. They don't have that. Uh, well, they still have that Minecrafty look to them, right? And they're certainly a uh, uh, utilitarian kind of thing, but uh, yeah, they look pretty good next to all the buildings. Yeah, I think that uh, they're kind of showing us what we can expect from the decor and the 3D sculptures that I guess we'll talk a little bit more in uh, the future as that right, right. comes to unfold. So what do you think went wrong this week? Why did why did we switch to yeah, a live so game? And 
Monday, I made sure to be up right at 8 a.m. PST, which is uh, really pushing it for me. I'm a night owl, uh, but I'm up at eight o'clock and I go to start my first building and it's given me an oops and I try again and oops, oops, oops. It just doesn't work. I'm on the app. So I, uh, I check in the Discord to see what's going on. Somebody says, oh yeah, the app needs to be updated. Try it on your browser. So I try it on my phone browser. Still no issue. I can't get in. I can't do anything with it there. I get on the computer and finally I'm able to do something in the Brave browser, uh, which is a Chromium-based browser just like Chrome. Uh, but I think people were having problems with Safari on iOS and I don't, I don't know if Firefox was throwing any issues as well. It was, it was a big cluster. And finally, about an hour and a half after the start, uh, people were saying they couldn't even build if they could get in. They decided that they were going to delay the contest, but as people had already started, they shifted it into practice mode. And right, you know, we've we've had a huge influx of players over the last several weeks. Well, I don't and know not just Upland; it's it's yeah. an NFT space wide issue right now. I right. don't how many of our listeners are into other NFT games like alien worlds crashed today. They debuted a new feature which was called shining and it just trashed the wax blockchain for the first 10, 15 minutes and MB eight top shot has been struggling, you know, immensely trying to release a drop. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these troubles across all these different spaces as, as a right. positive, like this is a good thing. It, it could just be server bandwidth issues that they're not, they just weren't prepared for, but overall it's a good sign. In yeah, my opinion. Pains. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they can get stuff fixed, whether it's, they need to move to a different blockchain provider. I don't know, but they already did that once. And, uh, Maybe, well, we'll see. They're going to start detente before this airs, and we'll see if it actually goes uh, goes into full mode or not. Yeah, I, I I'm crossing my fingers, and I have uh, high expectations that they've figured it out and will will be okay. So, tell me, what did you see during the practice this week? Who was looking like the 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 potential champion? Yeah, right. So I started going in pretty hard with a couple of buildings and several other people did too. And as soon as they said it went into practice, I was like, yeah, forget this. I, I got better things to do. Uh, let me know when it's the real deal. So I kind of, uh, I kind of phased out, but I ended up with something like 144 points, I think. Well, I checked the board about halfway through and there's our friend, Mr. Nichiren, uh in first place with a pretty good lead. And by the time the, the practice round ended, uh, he had definitely almost doubled the next person's score. So congratulations, Mr. Executive, on winning a Fresno contest. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I think he had something like 448, and then the next highest was 244. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, now, so it's going to be interesting to see if that uh, score is what we're looking at or that was just a little bit of flexing from Nitrin. Yeah, right. Now, it's interesting to note, too, that if you're working on your own, well, first of all, if you're working on your own, you can't hold a statue and have it count 
Uh, you can't help ha have it boost the buildings next to it. You've got to have somebody else hold that statue for you, whether whether they build it or whether you build it and and trade it to them. So on your own, the most points you're really going to be able to get is something like what two hundred and change, uh, something like that, around two hundred points. So if, for if you're only you have, operating by yourself, you're saying. Yeah, that's right. right. If you built all apartments, uh, you'd get somewhere in the 200s. Well, Nitch, you're in with 448, and I'll bet he wasn't really trying that hard. Right. Uh, uh, it's pretty obvious that he had other people working with him. So that's really going to be the key in this detente is how many people you've built relationships with that are going to help boost you over themselves. Right. That's right. Well, and I also think that this detente over the next few days, I, I think we've already seen it have a significant effect on the sales in Fresno. Oh man. Yeah. But I think it's going to continue through, through the week. Um, Fresno is really close to being sold out of the 120,000 props that are minted. There are only about 22,000 left. That's crazy. That's like what, 15% of the city is left? Yeah. Yep. About 86% when I ran the numbers um, prior to this podcast, I, you know, I, I dug into the numbers and, and took a look. And that was one of the trivia questions that I had. It was something like 5,700 secondary market sales. So that this okay. is only the dark green sales in right. all of Upland and 4,900 of them were in Fresno alone. Which yeah, I like, saw you, you had put a contest in the Discord. Right, and, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't look anything up. I want to challenge myself. So I made a wild guess that eh, Fresno probably accounted for about 60% of those sales. Right, and normally uh, that, that would be not off. a bad guess and pretty, you know, on the higher end of things. Right. But uh, that was that was off quite a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, man, 86 percent. That's just wild, and it's going to continue. And as it continues, then what do we start talking about? You know, what uh, what's next? Do, are we looking at a new starter city in in Manhattan, maybe Brooklyn, or do you think they'll stay in the California, San Francisco area? Yeah, they could go several ways. I mean, Queens already has its own city ID just because that's where JFK Airport is. Right. And we've certainly heard them talk about adding Brooklyn as a satellite city to New York. But somebody had mentioned in Discord that you really don't want Brooklyn as a starter city because that means you got to fly to New York and suddenly there goes half your starting epics right there just flying over there. Right, unless you unless you started them there, right? So for sure, some of our could, veteran players, if they start there, right? If if they weren't aware, because this wasn't the case when they started, but uh, new players get the choice of where they want to start, whether it be San Francisco or Fresno. If you choose San Francisco, it does come with a warning that says you're going to need more upix. I don't believe right. it specifically says buy, but it. You know, that's implied that you're going to need more optics. So theoretically, right. you could just add another option of Brooklyn in there. Well, here's a problem with that, though, is that New York is in vanilla mode right now. Exactly. Now they just released collections. 
Yeah. And they've been doing that the last several weeks, which is good, but there's no treasure hunting. And the de developers have said, we're really not going to do a whole lot more with New York City. San Francisco is going to be where it's at. Right. So I don't think Brooklyn's going to be a good choice for another starter city, for especially for FSA. Right. And I would agree players. with that because even if it wasn't a, let's say, for example, they opened up Grand Central. Yeah. You're still talking about a day of upland travel time to get back to San Francisco. And I think for, for those reasons alone, we can likely scratch that off of the list as much right. as it pains me to say, because I'm such a huge <laughs> fan of New York and Brooklyn, especially. Um, I don't foresee that in the immediate future for Upland. And so that leaves us with what? That leaves us with well, Fresno is is ripe for expansion. If anybody's looked just outside the borders of Fresno, there's a lot of unminted properties out there. They they tend to be a lot bigger. And my theory has been that when spark mining is a thing, that that those are going to be the quote wasteland properties that open up for it. But some of them are right next to Fresno, so I don't know if those are going to be wasteland properties or what they're going to end up being. So, However, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. Well, okay. I, I just wanted to just interject because that, I believe, was a rumor that was squashed by the founder, Iden, as far as the properties in proximity of Fresno, the larger wasteland okay. ones. And um, it was communicated that you will do mining on larger lots like that, but you will have to take a train to get to them or fly to them. So okay. it's not going to be in any immediate city area. And I, I remember that when Fresno opened that same speculation over those large lots and yeah. being near water, bodies of water. And uh, so I'm not saying for certain that being next to water has no potential speculation but as far as the wastelands are concerned, I believe they did squash that rumor. So I just wanted to put that out there for our listeners in case. I don't want to see another repeat of one one of our users out there, or players out there, spend a significant amount of UPEX trying to monopolize the, you know, right. yeah, the mining property. Right. And it didn't, you know, they were pretty upset when that was... Yeah, yeah. So what that does is that leaves those properties available for expansion. But the problem is so many of them are huge. There's there's not very many little properties no, around there that would be good for the new player to get into. But Fresno is not alone. It does have its own little suburb of Clovis sitting up in the northeast corner there. Okay, so it's right next to Woodward Park in that area, Hoover? Yep. Yep, right up in there. Clovis is a town about the uh, fifth the size of Fresno. So it's probably only going to add, I don't know, 30, maybe 40,000 new properties. Uh, it it uh, does kind of wrap around the east side of Fresno a little bit. So it could add some Olive Avenue properties, but there's only about six or seven more. That right. Yeah. It would add because you're starting to get out into the country on Olive Avenue there. There's not a whole lot. Uh, maybe it would add a couple of fire stations. I don't know. But even if they did add Clovis and expand into there, it's only going to be a temporary stopgap because we've yeah, got 30,000 isn't a whole lot. 
right? We've got 20 to 22,000 properties left in Fresno. 30,000 isn't a whole lot more. Not at so this rate. Nope. No, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's not gonna last very long. I mean, I think it would still be a valid option, uh, but it's just not gonna last. So there's gonna have to be something else added pretty soon after that if they go into Clovis. So if we wanted to move a little bit closer to San Francisco, so the the train starts up by Fourth and Market in San Francisco, right. which is in the north. East area and it goes over the bridge, right? The Golden Gate, right. and goes over to Oakland. Yeah, and then comes down through California, through right, uh, right through the Central Valley along Highway 99. I five is a bit further west, uh, but yeah, it comes down through a whole bunch of little cities. And there. Clovis would be so the train stops in Central Fresno, right. And so how, if they didn't want to, so they would have to put another train terminal up in Clovis. So if they didn't want to do, to run the train through the city and rather put it a a new city and train terminal in between San Francisco and Fresno, where do you think that, what would be a good choice for that? Well, first of all, I don't think they'd need to run a train to Clovis. It's it's if you look at the streets and the addresses, it's practically Fresno. So you just you know oh, go I click see. a property yeah. nearby okay. and float over gotcha. to it. Gotcha. But it ain't gonna it ain't gonna last very long. So there are a couple of small cities along that train route. Modesto is right in the middle, and uh, that could be an interesting city to add. In fact, I. I had the neighborhood indicators off that POI button on the lower right corner and accidentally zoomed into Modesto one day and went to turn the neighborhoods on right. where they were. It, the city looks just like Fresno. It's got the, the rail line and the highway going diagonal through town. It's got the little downtown area at a 45 degree angle. Right. And, and a lot of it grows out to the north and the east of the city. But no, it was Modesto, not Fresno. Now, Modesto is a little bit bigger. It's uh, it's at least double the size of Clovis, so that could give us another sixty thousand properties. But uh, I don't know how long that's going to last either. Right. What about San Jose? San Jose. Oh, that boy. I don't. You know, I don't know a whole lot about California and the economic geography. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, California is redwoods. Bay Area, LA, and then Mexico. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, San Jose is just going to be part of the, the much greater San Francisco megalopolis. And I don't know that the prices are going to be a whole lot cheaper for the FSA player. Yeah, I guess that's we're, a fair point. We're looking at San Francisco where when it first started, bottom of the market was 2000 upics. Right. And now, now you can't mint anything barely for under 4,000. But when when Fresno opened up, the absolute lowest you could mint for was 500. And you can still be minting properties for around 1,000 there. So you need to keep kind of that same, uh, that, that, that same ratio of properties, I think, to be able to onboard new players much easier. All right. You know what? And that, I'm glad you said that because that gives me the opportunity to say that I was wrong in the last episode where I had claimed there. So there is a, a, a mine, 
a minor and a major as far as what is locked in yeah. Fresno. And it's 500 upics or under. So I thought it was just up squares, but it's it's not. Oh, okay. So it's actual cost. So it's 500 yeah. upics or smaller is locked. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it is up squares and it's 5,000 up squares or larger is locked. Okay. Well, so, that makes perfect sense. Clear as mud, right? Yeah. <laughs> upics on the low end, up squared on the high end. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that is the correction that the community um, uh, gave me. Shout out to okay. GeoGebra on that one. Right on. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I We've feel got... like it's going to be a, it's coming up soon. I think we're going to get some they're going to have to. They're going to run out Sometimes. of properties. Yeah. I, you know, if they don't do this, if they don't announce something within the next month or so, I they've got to. Otherwise, we're just going to run out of land. There's not going to be anything for the new player to come to. Right. And I don't think that it's ready for, because I, you know, I believe at some point Upland is going to slow down a bit on right. the properties. And I think that we'll be looking at leasing and, and renting. And then of course, always secondary market buys only. Sure, but, but there's always going to be people that want to mint stuff. Right. I think you can't, if you want a strong economy, you got to make sure that there's no no less than 20% properties available to mint. Right, right, exactly. And we're getting pretty close to that on all three cities, I think. Right, New, yeah. New York, New York is just over 50% or somewhere around there, So, but it's a yeah. lot more expensive. It's, yeah, it's we're all over 50 in all three cities now. Right. But yeah, they got open something. I mean, there's Stockton. That's right on the rail line. But I don't know anything about Stockton. Sure, maybe it might be a decent city. Yeah, I like Modesto. I I, I played a joke in the Fresno channel on the Discord server uh, the other day. I grabbed the FSA Fest announcement for when they released yeah. Fresno. And I changed the words around to read Modesto. I uh, think nice. that it's a good... I think it's a good bet. I, you know, who knows what they come up with. They could take sure. a complete left turn on us and, you know, do Sacramento. Who who knows? But <laughs> Sacramento. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, I think Modesto would make some sense. So let's talk about the sales numbers some more. Um, okay. We had said that 86% of all of Upland secondary market sales were in Fresno. So let's right. take this a little, a little deeper look, a little more granular uh, look at this data here. So of those 4,925, our average sale price was 2,377 upics. And that's I'll explain average. why. Yeah, so that's a that's little bit high. high for Fresno, yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, we'll explain why that happens here in a little bit. The median, which is the number that you will find in the direct middle of a data set. So if you sort from small to large and there's a hundred, so you, the median would be the 50th placed number there. And that right. is 1100 upics. And then the mode is the one that I feel like the community really should take notice of because it tells you as a Fresno property owner, 
what people are buying at. And this last week, it was up 50 UPEX to 999. Yeah, it was 949 last week when right. we looked at it. But this this is one number I would be a little bit aware of just because the in this case, the mode is the same as the minimum. Well, you know what? Right now, the floor just crashed through nine ninety nine. Well, that's true. That's true. We had a little uh, a little one man community uh, wrecking effort crew. there. Yeah. Wrecking crew. <laughs> yeah. So er- earlier today, there were some outliers, and they will appear here and there. Right. But right now, like currently, like at this moment, it's ten forty eight, and I've been watching it kind of all day at. You know, there'll be some that show up for, you know, 9.99. And then I even saw the, you know, the one Upix undercutters that would list for 9.98. And then the next yeah, person right. will list for 9.97. But they don't last out there very long. So if no. you're lucky enough to stumble upon a unminted Fresno property in the 8.40 to 900 range and you're looking for a quick flip, list it for you know, under for under a thousand or slightly over and it will likely get purchased pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Ben sixty eight was our wrecking ball that just went through and bought up the floor there. Thanks, yeah. Ben. A hundred and twenty five he scooped up. Yeah, wow. And he'll probably hold on to those for a while and then flip them again when the floor hits eleven or twelve right. or fifteen. Yeah, and so I am surprised that Ben is not yet in the top three property owners in Fresno, but it's no small feat to reach that. Um, Eric P. Martin has been the number one property owner in Fresno for quite some time now, and he still maintains that lead over TM. The two of them battle. Uh, I've been at that top there for... As long as I can remember, I don't remember anybody else other than Eric P. Martin and TM occupying those top two spots. So Eric P. Right. has 28.53 and TM has 22.86, so at 600 or so properties apart. And then the next closest is, is Jigo Player with 760. So uh, that's pretty impressive from those two gentlemen, what they've been able to pull off there in Fresno. That's a whole lot of property. Yeah, it is. I can't imagine what it's like having to scroll through. Oh, geez. Right. And so I own, I own about two hundred properties, and it's it's a pain scrolling through that list. If you know how it's organized, it helps a little. But I can't imagine seven hundred and sixty properties in Fresno alone. Those guys have got to have over a thousand each. Yeah. And so the reason why our average was a bit higher, so we had some abnormally high sales this last week. Our top sale in Fresno this past week was a almost 1,300 up squared size parcel in uh, TM's Calwa. If you guys know TM, you'll know that Calwa is his, uh, his baby there. It's his satellite neighborhood to Visitation Valley. Um, Sugar Hill in New York. Yeah, in Sugar Hill in New York. And so the lowest markup on a Calwell property right now is between 2 and 3x. And the cheapest property is about 4,000 upix. Well, uh, TM had a sale of 
102,000 upics Holy cow. to antimatter, um, which antimatter himself had the second largest sale of a southeast growth area property to Zachary 123 uh, just the day earlier. So on the 23rd in the evening, yeah, antimatter made a 33,000 up sale to Zachary 123. And then the next day he rolled that 33K plus another 70 into the Calva prop. So, and that smooth talker TM. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty decent markup on that property on, on both of them, actually. Um, Mr. Yeah, the one he sold was a, not a bad deal, actually. That one minted for 25000 and sell it for 33000 That's a reasonable profit for a large property right. in Fresno. Yeah. And then we had Mr. Cloud, who picked up a Olive Ave collection, three properties, uh, two of them minted for, uh, well, they sold for 29.4 and 26.5. Um, on Olive Ave, and they were roughly uh, 10x markups on the both of them. That's pretty crazy. Right, yeah. We thought that 3, 4, and 5x, you know, were, were pushing it with the Olive Aves, but that's what we're seeing now is on some of these larger ones, we're looking at 10 and, you know, 900%. And still, yeah, and he's still got to pick up a third one to finish that collection off. Yeah. And then our other top sale of the week was Tropic Tunda buying a uh, Woodwood Park property off of Ben 68, which it was nearly a 22X, so 2,175% markup at a 26.8K Tropic Tunda bought off Ben 68. You know, you start getting into markups that big, and it, it, those can't be actual sales. Those, those have got. There's got to be something else behind those. Like either there was a lopsided trade, and this makes up the difference, or somebody owes somebody money, so they're buying a what we call a Fresno burner prop for just an insane amount. At least I hope that's what's going on. Right. Yeah. Getting into Woodward Park for 26k is a little over the top. Yeah, man. And so uh, what else did we have going on this week? Well, we just had the, the challenges that ended. We had uh, Upland does every so often a series of in-game challenges. There's the People's Champ Challenge where um, the winner, the person who visits the most unique properties over the course of a three-day period um, that are visitors, so you have to make unique visits to visitor status players, and the person who does that the most is the winner, which is usually my beautiful fiance Chica eighty six, but four, four time winner, right? Yeah, and it would almost have been five, or I, I lost count. She might be a five time winner, and this could have been six, or it's okay. something ridiculous like that. But right. uh, luckily, GeoGebra dethroned her uh, Ooh. this <laughs> this last this last go round. So GeoGebra placed first, and uh, Chica eighty six came in second. 
by they, one point. By one, yeah. It was it was as close all the way around. Gudalord placed third, and then fourth place were was only a couple visits off itself. They were all right the there. Twist, the twist on this challenge is you got to pick visitors who, first of all, are not going to become an uplander because then your visits to their property don't count anymore. Right. And they also cannot uh, have their visa expire and leave the game because then your points don't count anymore. Right. Right. So you got to be pretty selective with the visitors you visit if you want to get your score up there. Yep. And then we had the Rising Star challenge, which is it's just simply how many collections, upland collections, you can accrue over the course of the same three day period. And we had a tie actually in that one. Kid Franks, who was getting a little bit of assistance i noticed actually they both were killer erica yeah. and kid franks both tied for first with 11 uh collections and uh and, both and that's yeah go ahead finish uh both just getting you know doing what this challenge inspires and it's making community connections and building yeah. trusting relationships and that's exactly what I was going to say. There's two ways to win this challenge. One is to dump a ton of epics into the game to get all these collections yourself. And a lot of them are going to be on the secondary market. So the markups are going to be pretty big. Or you build these relationships, or maybe you already have a relationship outside the game. And you you help these other players by swapping them your prize collection so that they can move up in the ranks. I remember, I remember when we first started playing around with this challenge i helped several players get up in it by swapping in my collections i didn't even really know these people but they came in as new players and they were active enough in discord and most of them are now really good connections of mine in game but at that time we only had san francisco collections so maybe we were pushing you know five or six maybe seven or eight would be a pretty good winner uh 11 is not bad now that we have fresno and new york collections to play with right yeah but last week what was it 20 22 or yep, 23 or 26 collections saladin yep he just took off and nobody could ever catch him yeah man and then pretty nuts the last challenge we had was the great start which this one's a little tricky also so this is like the opposite of what the people's champ is so instead right. of making the visits you're receiving the unique visits from different players and uh i actually noticed with about an hour left in the challenges that so X Bambi X had a lead that I couldn't do anything with. They had 12 and second place had eight. Third place had uh, seventh. And I believe fourth place also had seventh. So I hopped on a train and went to Fresno and forced a three-way tie for second by making <laughs> two unique visits to places fourth and third and so we had X Bambi X take the first there and Ack Wild Rose, Tax Collector, and Crypto Driver all tie for second. So someone out of that bunch there is not happy with me because they right. are now have to split their second place prize three ways. And one person should be happy because they were not going to get anything. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's kind of fun to be able to uh, 
to mess around with these stats a little bit. Yeah. And then just this, to, this, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about these other two challenges real briefly. People's Champ and Great Start, when those first started out too, they were pretty open. And so a lot of people would win these challenges just by visiting the same property over and over and over. And you'd get, you'd get a Great Start Champ that ended up with like a hundred visits to their property. We actually used it in a couple of cases to bring visitors to Uplander status, which was pretty cool. But now, now I, uh, you know, I already gave the restrictions on the people's champ on the great start challenge. You can't just have the same person visit you 70 times and have it count. You've got to have unique visitors. So for X Bambi X to be getting 12 unique visitors to their property, that's pretty doggone low, but with the new rules in place, that's kind of where we sit with it. So you've got to, if you really want to win this, you've got to have a little bit of a community effort behind it. Be, be announcing yourself in the discord and saying, Hey, come and visit me. I'm, I'm already in the lead, help keep me in the lead or something like that. Yeah, and I agree hundred percent there. Cause yeah, those unique visits are, are what count. Part, part of what it's doing is it's forcing people to be uh, more active in the community in order to get those wins. That's right. Always a good thing. That's right. And then to close out our episode, I want to make sure that we're always touching on this segment because I did get some good feedback from the community on our scouting report and uh, what that is, if you missed the last week's episode, is uh, just taking notice of new players coming into the community that are making some sort of just impact, whether it be on myself, on BDAG, uh, the community in general. Somebody notices that some new player is, you know, providing guidance yeah. or, you know, just being overall awesome and those players for this week are Crypto Jedi. So the Upland name is Crypto Jedi. His Discord is the Crypto Jedi. Came in, I believe, sometime early last week and has just been super active, a really good attitude, um, reaching out for guidance and advice, and is super excited about um, flipping Fresno FSA properties. I, you know, I actually enjoy waking up in the morning to a couple DMs, you know, yeah. excited about how many properties they sold <laughs> cool. overnight. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to, to Crypto Jedi. The next one yeah, is a great example of how to be active and, and make gains. Yeah, exactly. Tendies is the next one. So in game is Tendies. Discord is King Chow. Um, I had a one of the trivia questions. Um was it a trivia question? What did it, no, no, no. It was a visit raid that we were doing, and I had done a bunch of visits between the time the clocks reset with sends, and I had run out, and I was only too short of pushing this player to Uplander status. So I asked the community for help, and Tendies and Anki Sean both stepped up to drop those visits and, and push this player over the 10K net. Mark, nice. so shout out to both Tendies and Anki Sean for 
having my back there with the assist. I, I appreciate it greatly. Yeah, more of that hashtag community stuff going on. Love it. Yeah, man. Now, Nick Nikos23 is a particularly special new player to myself and I probably you too, B-Dag, because yeah. Nikos is from Italy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that we have met a player and it's looking like an active player um, nice. from Italy. As much as we love little Italy, we absolutely love the real thing, Italy. And uh, that's right. I've had a f uh, quite a few interactions with Nikos uh, so far, and I'm looking forward to a lot in the future. Um, it's just been really like a sponge asking for help and information and uh, also excited about his FSA flips and uh, overall just great attitude. Yeah. Now the last one is certainly not the least parental controls it is a new player who I believe won the, one of my trivia questions. So that just in of itself just shows me that they're, paying attention to the discord and specifically the new players channel and being active. But mm -hmm. as you may know in the community, Sturz Merlin had created the F cancer campaign, uh, yeah, charity cool. fundraiser, um, with the help of recurrier and a few others had launched this campaign and parental controls hit me up and asked me if I knew anything about it. And I pointed them in Sturz direction and he is pledged to make a donation, which when you think about when you think about that, like this player is new to a crypto game. Like, it, it's kind of a crypto uh -huh. game, right? Where we know right. that there hasn't hasn't been totally clean. Like, you know, crypto sometimes it comes is synonymous with like scamminess, right? And so Yeah, sure. Right. And so to have a new player come into our community and just right off the bat, like just recognize that this is, a, you know, the real deal, legit community and want to participate so much so that they're willing to donate to a charity that they just heard of. Like, it's just it's mind blowing and phenomenal and huge yeah. shout wow. out to parental controls for reaching out. Um, to help fight cancer. And that's really cool too. Sometimes I get in this mindset that, uh, you know, a new player comes into the game while well, they're new to everything just because they're new to me. I, uh, you know, I don't even think about their outside influences or what else makes them tick in the game. Uh, so, you know, I just assume oh, they come into the game, they're new to everything, but to see, all these new players come in and, you know, they've all got their own backstory. They all have something to contribute and to see them just come right in and be a part of the community and, and make a big splash coming in. Uh, it's so cool to me. It just almost magical. Yeah, it is. I love it. All right, B Dag, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners before we send it back to too stupid? Well, uh, by the time this actually airs, we'll be in full detente I wish the best of luck to everybody and Nichiren. We'll see if you can uh, keep your lead, you know, that thousand uppics you won in the practice round. That's pretty good, <laughs> pretty big gains, man. Let's see what you can do in the real thing. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm really looking forward to it also. Um, 
excited to see what what comes out of it. Um, once again, thank you to all of our listeners out there. We appreciate you, and I'm going to send it back to you, Too Stupid. Hey, thank you guys very much. What an excellent episode. Always excited to hear what you guys put together. And as we uh, continue to do this uh, Fresno edition, we look forward to the exciting things that you bring to us. And uh, you guys are getting a real uh, rapport going on. Really like that. So if you are listening, continue to provide us feedback. Hit us up in DMs on Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure that you like, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about it, share this podcast with everybody. Uh, We do have the main episode coming up this week. Um, We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the future here on the Epix podcast. And uh, make sure you are subscribing because you'll know immediately when we drop a new episode. Now that we're dropping two a week, you don't want to miss out on uh, the timely things. And uh, Stirs has a great event going on. It's underway right now. So make sure you go check that out. It's for the St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, they did set a goal of $5,000 to raise. Come on, Upland community, fellow Uplanders, let's blow this out of the water. Five grand is easy for all of us to do. So hopefully you have a big caring heart and we get it going. And we'll talk to you very soon with the next episode of the Upix podcast. Have a great one. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm-